Hello, and welcome to the Meltdown City Podcast with your hosts, Nicole Johnson and Allie Sundet. Our podcast is about reckoning with our restlessness and figuring out where we want to go next. We hope to laugh, inspire, connect. Thanks for listening. Woo! Woohoo! Hi! Hey, Nikki Boo Boo. Like honey boo boo. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, how are you, Allie? I'm good. How are you? Good. Excellent. I feel like so much has happened since I've seen you, saw you last. You know what? what? I, I realized I don't want to woo-hoo. I don't. I it's pay. much. I, we can change that. I know. I was like, are we woo-hoo girls? I don't think I want to be. We're so not like cowboy ugly girls. Shit. That's, we're not, we're not those girls. We're not. We're not. Stop woo-hooing. No. We get excited, <laughs> but we... We can talk to our editor. <laughs> Just no worries. Straight up laughter achieves yep. that excitement yep. goal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> can you believe that we... Uh, are- launched that shit? We launched our podcast. Oh my God. You did it. Oh, thank you. Raise the roof. I'm roofing it. Yeah. Roofing. <laughs> Whatever that is. Raising it. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have all kinds of nervous excitement and energy around the podcast launching because I mean, we were, it just, we took ourselves from our, the private of our privacy of our own homes. And now we've launched ourselves out into the stratosphere. Yeah. Into the universe. And, and you know what, you guys, this is not Allie and Nicole. It's really Nicole, Nicole, Nicole and Allie. Because Nicole is is the you know person who has put all the energy, effort, time, research into doing all of this, and really I am partnering, collaborator. Yes, I'm doing those things. It's been great, but really the legwork, the tough stuff, all of that heavy lifting is on this woman's shoulders. So hats off to you, sister. Well, thank you. So thank proud you. of you. Thank you. Seriously. I, Good for you. Thank you. I was happened to be <laughs> set a tough deadline for myself, and then I also happened to get sick while I was in Cambodia, and I was oh. like, "Better, why not? Why not finish it and wrap it all up?" <laughs> while while I'm down, while I'm down, downtime. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you, Allie. That means a lot to me. Um, but I know that I also this could, show couldn't be what it is without you too. So you are, like you said, a partner. So. Anyway, thank you. But really, like, how does it feel for you, knowing that you put all of this energy and effort I into mean, it? So here's what was Is happening. that cool? When I was in Cambodia, it, yeah. I did launch it in Cambodia, and I was feeling like I had felt I felt slightly conflicted because I was like, I was there for this uh, international nursing program. So did it, it felt slightly weird for me to be working on this project for myself at the same time. But, you know, mm-hmm. I had off time and then I got sick. So it's, it was okay. Mm-hmm. But like I was alone in Cambodia and I launched it and I was like by myself in my room. Mm-hmm. And I got the email link that it was like, Apple, your, your podcast has been approved. What? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like freaking out in yeah. my hotel room oh and um, with no one to share it with except for, you know, everyone was sleeping back home. Yeah. So right. <laughs> I wanted to call Rob and wake him up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Anyway, uh, it feels amazing. It feels amazing to see our actual logo on the, uh, up on the Apple podcast on the iTunes, like, 
uh, search engine. Mm-hmm. It feels amazing to see my name, your name, yeah. for good or for bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just feels amazing. So, um, and who we said in the beginning, we don't know exactly where we're going with this. Right. Um, how do you feel about it? Well, we, I mean, like you said, it was so crazy. Like, I remember you calling me and and I was like, seven o'clock. And you're like, I'm cracking a beer. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Okay. This is happening. You know, oh, like, right. Cause it was 7 PM. It was 7 AM Seattle time. And, like, and it 10 was 10 PM, 10 PM in, in Cambodia. So right. I wasn't having and a beer like, at 7 AM. <laughs> No, 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 but no, I probably you were, you were, should have done that with you. Oh, you were waking up going, oh yeah. my God. Wow. 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 Um, this happened. So I, yeah, that was fun. I thought it was exciting and it gave me a little bit of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just like, like, uh, introducing your baby to the rest of the world, mm-hmm. you know, for the first mm-hmm. time you're kind of like, oh, and here it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Judge us. Yeah, please. Yeah, listen to us. Think what you will. Yeah. Um, I did a little bit of research today. And I, I've been having these feelings of fear around, like, what are people going to think? And and having these thoughts of, like, no one's going to listen. Or that, that um, people won't connect with us. So they'll be like, fuck you, you're stupid. But I um, found this great quote from Aristotle. I was listening to something on Marie Forleo's website. Uh, website and it was about like criticism and anyway aristotle said to avoid criticism say nothing do nothing be nothing so you gotta risk yourself in in order to get critiqued anyway so we're just putting ourselves out there yeah no i love it awesome no i've been leaning into leadership too you wouldn't believe this but like i know i've been doing a lot of like conversations about side hustles and Oh, yeah. Get my real game going. But really, I've actually been, you know, experiencing a lot of like productivity and a lot of positive energy around my current role and where I'm at and leadership and challenging myself to have courageous conversations. You guys have all been a part of that. Um, And I am reading an amazing new book called Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, who is a PhD in social work and also. a researcher about vulnerability and empathy and worthiness. And um, <clears throat> I will share with you a couple of really inspirational quotes that I've read in the recent like weeks and months that have inspired me to like, not only like get outside my comfort zone, but really um, sort of, you know, get to the next level and engage and like challenge myself and say, you know, if you're not willing to have these kinds of conversations, then you're not worthy of your title. Mm-hmm. And you need to go after it and you mm-hmm. need to get after it. And this is what you're paid for and right. change the culture. And um, a great quote is, um, <clears throat> despair is the belief that tomorrow will be just like today. That's a devastating line. The problem with cynicism and sarcasm is that they are typically system and culture-wide. It's just so easy to take shots at other people. Hmm. As brave leaders, it is essential not to reward or allow it. Reward clarity and kindness and real connection and teach hope instead. I just thought that was so 
good. Because mm-hmm. I think everyone who's in a leadership role um, experiences kind of doubt and fear and just reluctance to engage people who are doing the really common and popular, you know, being snickering about other people behind their backs. And actually I experienced it just a couple of weeks ago where one person was like just snickering. And then, you know, about somebody else who wasn't in the room, they mentioned their name and they're like, Oh, I can't blow off steam now. And I was like, no, that's different. You mentioned their name, you know, I'm going to call you into my office and we're going to stop this right here you made three other people laugh at someone else's expense. That's not okay on my watch. And it like was in the period of two minutes when I observed that happening in my workplace. And I was like, I'm calling you into my office. That's not okay with me. You know, like we're not going to have a culture like that here because Mm -hmm. you know why, if this was happening in some other culture and somebody was talking crap about you and, and somebody else's team, I would feel terrible, you know, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you? Or imagine if this was happening to one of your children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we just need to kind of... Well, call each each other out on it, right? Yeah. And expect and try to be better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So anyway, that was like a super inspirational anecdote from a great book that I've been reading. Dare to Lead by Mm -hmm. Bernie Brown. I need to check it out. So good. Oh my gosh. I'm like promoting it all over work. Dare to Lead. Dare to Lead. Do your job. (laughs) Leaders need to do their jobs too. That's true. We can't just hold each, you know, like our people accountable. Like be a leader then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. they say, they talk about paying you the big bucks for a reason and it's because you're supposed to have hard, hard conversations with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's good to have a high bar and hold people accountable because people, I mean, I think it feels good to have a high work for someone who has a high standard. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to work for somebody who doesn't, who cares of like, mediocrity is just fine yeah no, I don't, people don't want that status quo be, mediocrity no people down don't with it work for someone like that people want to work for someone who has a high bar and has high expectations and yeah um anyway that's, that's why we're doing this you know we're doing our own thing we're just doing our, our own, own thing. bosses <laughs> right right um should we do our hashtag meltdown moment <laughs> yeah for the week yes should um, we should we ask people to um, send us an email about their own meltdown moments too? Yeah, dude, you guys, if you have a, a, a hashtag meltdown moment, yeah. So we're at meltdowncitypodcast at gmail dot com. Um, if you haven't sent us an email, please do so. We're monitor moderating monitoring the box on a daily basis (laughs) so if you feel like emailing us something funny or some just like stupid little incident that just made you go crazy send it to us we'll talk about it on the air and we'll thank you for subscribing and joining and being engaged with us in Mm -hmm. any way Mm -hmm. yes we'll do some thank yous at the end so keep listening (laughs) (laughs) yes we will Um, do you want to go first sure here's this funny Oh my God. It's not that funny. No, I have a fucked up relationship with hoses and you're laughing hysterically. But yesterday when I was fucking manhandling this stupid contraption, our, our garden hose, like my husband, like really, he obediently like do 
took it off and put it into the garage. It's winter now. It's like November 19th. We don't need that shit out there. He put on that little cover Mm -hmm. to like, but I wanted to wash the car. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to save $20. Right. And so I'm like, no, I'm going to get that out of the garage and I'm going to pull it around and I'm going to reconnect it. It didn't seem that difficult. But when I started twisting the little, little bronze, little circular thing to it, it drove me insane because, of course, it wouldn't connect to the actual, like faucet that was you know attached to our house so that took me like so many tries and I failed every time and I was like cursing my brains out to my children and they were like (laughs) mom's crazy look at her super pissed like oh my god she's losing her shit right now and I was just embarrassed and I hate that but it's just like I was like I'm a I'm just human like I can't I can't figure this out and then I had to call my husband I was like when are you going to be home who's getting the oil changed and I just felt like a failure and it was so stupid (laughs) well luckily you don't have to measure yourself on like up to the par of like how are you doing as a human no I I can't imagine ever like actually facing a a real problem like calculating a patient's medication like these are like real problems that nurses have to face but I can't even fucking attach a garden hose yeah but you can do all other kinds of things and it just so happens I know but I'm like this is fucking ridiculously easy (laughs) okay it should be what happened my husband came home and helped me and he was like I've got it done by the way when I turned on that water it shot all over the place just like it had when I had tried it myself Oh, so but anyway, it just made me mad. It made me mad, and I will eventually send out like an Allie's biggest pet peeves in life, Mm -hmm. um, little thing, and you guys will find it funny because there are certain (laughs) things that drive me absolutely motherfucking up the wall, and one of them is fucking hoses, like getting them to. to be pulled around your car tires when you are washing your car or getting, you know, like, you know, going like this and making it long when you're trying to water your plants or even a goddamn vacuum cleaner. I can't stand that shit. I mean, they're a lot better now. They're a lot more streamlined than they used to be. Oh, my God. But I had a goddamn meltdown about it. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. It's amazing. I, I had seen you with like a, I'm just like seeing so a cartoon pissed. character of like you looking a hose around and having lots of like a cloud with lots of expletives and being like, yeah. damn son of a bitch. Oh. What about well, yours? Well, I thought I would do a funny um, retrospective meltdown moment because uh-huh. oh, Thanksgiving's around the corner. <laughs> I was like, um, so I've only ever, I think I've only ever hosted Thanksgiving once. Mm-hmm. So I was a noob to that. Um, mm-hmm. I learned some things. So this is going to come out after Thanksgiving. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably already know this. But anyway, I had gotten a freshly thawed turkey from a grocery store and Mm -hmm. I didn't know it but I stuck it immediately in the freezer Mm -hmm. and realized the night before I was supposed to host Thanksgiving that you Mm -hmm. need like 24 or 72 hours to thaw your frozen turkey yeah so um (laughs) anyway I had to like just basically 
spend like all night or getting up in the middle of the night and like every 30 minutes I was just thawing my turkey. Did anyway, you give it a bath? I gave it a bath in the sink. Yes, I did. Nice warm one. No, you have to do like luke cold water and then you have to dump it out every 30 minutes and you're anyway, it took it was it was more than I. Anyway, had I read a little bit beforehand, <laughs> I could yeah. have um figured that out. But um and I apologize to the vegans out there, but mm-hmm. it's Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Well, how did it turn out? <laughs> Fine. It just took like six hours to cook mm-hmm. instead of three. So mm-hmm. we had everybody at the house being like, when's the turkey going to be done? When's the turkey going to be done? Well, that's about standard. I mean, to be honest, people, I think, don't usually eat till like two or four. Well, we ended yeah. up eating at like six okay. or seven and that's or something. Okay. It was well beyond the time that I was going to say that dinner was served. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Live and learn. Speaking of giving thanks, do you have oh. anything you wanted to be thankful for? Oh. I like giving thanks. I'm a big thanksgiver. Oh. <laughs> I am. On a daily basis, I, I like thank the Lord. <laughs> yeah. For being alive. I know. I we, mean, we just getting through yeah. the goddamn day. Well, um, I do have a lot to be thankful for. Actually, I want to do a... Um, I want to dedicate this episode to mm-hmm. Charles Barkley May, mm-hmm. Amity May's dog who mm. passed away, who was on episode number two, you guys. That's right. And um, anyway. He I helped was, Amity adopt You Charlie. You were the reason that she got him. Well, because right? you know what the... the um, or she was looking at getting yeah, a Yeah, they needed like a home address or something like that. Like some technicality associated with like pet adoption at the time. This was a good long time ago now. But yeah, my I was like, Dad, Dad, <laughs> Amity's trying to adopt a dog. Can we use your address? And he was like, Yep, yeah, whatever, Allie. Sounds good, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we brought him right over to my dad's house, you know. And my dad has a beautiful house, oh, and, you yeah. know, in North Seattle. Yeah. I mean, it's not big. It's not fancy. It's just, you know, yeah, a lot of love there. Yeah. And so we brought him over, and I think they just adopted their dog too. A teeny tiny little like oh, um Chihuahua. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Chihuahuaño. Yeah, and then Amity was like took Charlie from there. Oh. Charlie was such a great dog. He Beautiful was, black lab. Yeah. Really such a sweet. Good little such angel. a such a love. So yeah. our hearts are heavy. Mm-hmm. Um with his passing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um So let's talk about Cambodia. Oh. Okay, but can I quickly say that I'm what? I will talk what? about Cambodia and actually yeah. maybe this is a good this is a good segue into it. Yeah. I am very thankful for a lot of things, okay. especially having coming back from Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Oh man. We have first of all, I'm so grateful that I got to be a part of this program mm-hmm. to go over there for 2 weeks. Um I basically was there working um for the international nursing program in two different hospitals, um, the public hospital and a private hospital. Mm-hmm. And the patients that are there are very different. Um, and I will just say, going to the Calumet Hospital, oh, well, now you know the name. Anyway, going to the <laughs> private hospital was like the, I mean, they, they for what they have, it's, they're doing a really good job, but it is like stepping back like 20 years in time, you know? Yeah. Um, and the they you know they just don't have the same technology the same equipment the same resources like we have so much here mm-hmm. we have so much and our patients here get anything they want 
uh-huh. and can have anything they want. And they oftentimes demand it. Uh-huh. And there, they don't have, they don't have that. They, uh-huh. they just don't. And, um, if you're, you know, you're, you'll get pretty good care if you're in the private hospital, but, uh-huh. um, not the same standard of care. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a third world country over there. Uh-huh. And in the public hospital, I felt like I was in Calcutta, India, like uh-huh. 40 years ago. Like uh-huh. it was, it was, uh, a really eye opening experience and they, they don't have anything like the private hospital has. And oh, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. One of the guys was like, one of the doctors was like, you know, what can we improve upon? I was <laughs> like, are we doing okay? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're doing pretty amazing considering the fact you need more money, you need more nurses, you need more equipment. Like they don't have enough ventilators for patients. Uh-huh. I was like, maybe you could do an EKG on this patient. That, that, they were like, well, that's broken. And then the, they were literally like, can you help me operate this, this, um, Japanese ventilator that we got donated, but we don't, you know, like we don't know how to move this one valve over here, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm like, sorry, I don't either. But yeah. um, uh, anyway, I just felt a lot of American guilt mm-hmm. there. At, yeah. You know, a certain point in time, it came to a head. I was just like, man, we don't even know. We have no idea how mm-hmm. good we have it over here. Mm-hmm. And people complain a lot about, I mean, what what we're lacking in terms of healthcare and standards. And um, I don't, you know, we have issues with, health insurance and people going bankrupt because they can't pay for their really expensive medical costs over here, mm-hmm. but they'll still get it. They'll mm-hmm. still get their medical care. Mm-hmm. They'll still get their emergency surgery or their whatever. Yeah. And they'll live. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It blew my mind. It was, you know, the was the most amazing thing though. Hmm. Was the relationships with the nurses that I had. Yeah. Um, I create, I, I became friends with some nurses there and, I just realized like a nurse is a nurse is a nurse. Mm -hmm. We're not any different. We all want the same for our patients. We just have a different way of giving patients what they need here Mm -hmm. in the States versus there in Cambodia. Yeah. Um, like I left the public hospital wanting to be like, I need to set up like a fundraiser to just funnel money into this hospital because they have nothing. Yeah. They don't have, they, I mean, it's just, bare men's yeah i think that's so important though what you mentioned like about just the relationship and like what do you walk away with these experiences you know taking away you know it's it's really a relationship that you have you know maybe you can connect online or social media or gmail or however you can and then you know like being inspired like what can i do Mm -hmm. we were doing some really cool education and Mm -hmm. so that was the really awesome part was like Mm -hmm teaching them concepts that they they wanted to learn about like they're they're asking for it and they so we had really active like sessions of just like this is medical talk blood gas analysis anyway like it Mm -hmm. was just really really inspiring they see their brains light up and get Mm -hmm. inspired and excited and you know, now they can look at a piece of information about their patient and think okay what's the next thing that we should be doing here Mm -hmm. um 
uh, one nurse said a couple years ago they weren't even paying attention to any of the lab values or anything because that's not in their that's not kind of in their scope or what they're taught to do it's sure. like the doctors only do that and the nurses don't do any of that mm-hmm. but now in the last two years since the international nursing program has been has been active thank you leah golden all leah golden mm-hmm. and um well she's had a ton of help too but she's been like a She's been just like trucking, mm-hmm. like just driving this thing, like little pioneer, little seriously, little pioneer, mm-hmm. like amazing. She's what she's done is been absolutely amazing. But anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. I was just about the lab values. <laughs> oh, it sounds yeah. like communication was well, a big deal. Yeah, and it, yeah, but anyway, the the to change the practice, mm-hmm. like oh, well, I, I know what I was going to say. It was like two years ago, the nurses weren't doing these certain things and now they are, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's just like these, you know, baby steps. And, um, and, and obviously we can't, we can't go in there and revamp the whole system cause that's not culturally appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like what we can say is that, you know, it's, um, we, we, you know, work on certain things and we build relationships and collaborate. And mm-hmm. so it was a really great experience. So would you say that you followed through on your intentions? How, how did that go in terms of fulfilling Um, those? Yeah. I mean, we had, I had, um, like, I mean, I wanted to go in with an open mind. I wanted to, I had some lectures and stuff I had to teach. I Mm -hmm. had, you know, people that I had to meet. I, um, wanted to learn some more Khmer, Khmer, so mm-hmm. the language there. Mm-hmm. Um, Susie. Um, anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? That mean or Susie is hi, hello, uh-huh. and Saksabai is how are you? Okay. So like, hello, Susie, Saksabai, Susie is how are you? Cool. Um, and then, um, yeah, so I felt like uh, I followed through. I followed through with what I was intending to do. You know, I kind of had a little pitfall when I got sick, um, and I couldn't yeah. go to the to the hospital. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, um, good. What are your reflections in your experience? How long were you there? I was there for two weeks. Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, so I had I was in Cambodia in two thousand and twelve. Um, and for those of you that don't know much about Cambodia, Cambodia, um, suffered a massive genocide by the hands of Pol Pot in like mid 1970s. Um, so basically their population was decimated. Mm -hmm. Um, all the in intellectuals were, um, murdered and they made Cambodians kill Cambodians. And so basically wherever they were in 1970s, it took them just down to the floor, like mm-hmm. just totally, they were completely behind after the war, just technologically infra- from an infrastructure standpoint, roads, access, all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. this didn't have any of it. Like all mm-hmm. their doctors were murdered. All their, mm-hmm. you know, professors were murdered. Like pe- people who were in charge of all kinds of stuff that had important positions um, mm-hmm. were totally murdered. And uh, so it's in a state of being rebuilt. Mm-hmm. In 2012, I mean, when I was there for, as a tourist, it was, uh, you know, it, there were more streets that were more dusty and you, there was just, you know, you could see that it was, um, a, you know, a poor country uh, just from that outskirts like or from the onset of like looking at them 
mm-hmm. at the like pen on pen um and you know it's really cheap to live there but also that means like the wage is really low and mm-hmm. um here in 2018 like i could tell like there's been an influx of money and more urbanization there's a lot more motos and cars on the road which means traffic is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. You have two lanes, make them will be five mm-hmm. and six. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like people just deciding to do a UA in the other lane, going the opposite direction without, you know, and that's just goes. That's just what goes. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, well, do you have any, anything surprise you in particular? Do anything surprise me? Um, I mean, I think the thing... So there were sort of two things. The thing that surprised me, I think, was the relationships with the nurses, like, just realizing, like, we we are the same. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody died with one of the nurses, and she had the same feelings that I ha- would have. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, we... You really want that? You really want your patients to live, especially mm-hmm. when they're young, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and um, so we just have different ways of treating people because we have different means. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> this is like superficial, but I, I got really sick the first time I was in Cambodia in 2012. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I really enjoyed the, the food a lot more than last time. You did. did. (laughs) Well, that's a surprise. It was a surprise. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It was, I mean, I, yeah, it's a beautiful place. Uh, It's a bit chaotic, Phnom Penh. Um, They're they're trying really hard um, to uh, make their country better and stronger and they, but they still need a lot, you know, they still need a lot. So. Um, and what about like connections that you walked away with like, um, after that experience? Well, we do host some of the, um, the international nursing program and host some nurses, um, in from Cambodia here. So the, there are some the nurses that I met there are coming like next week. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to wow, hang out with exciting. them and see them and, um, that'll be cool. And then, um, you know, obviously I'm friends with people on Facebook now. And, um, so I've developed relationships and friendships and, you know, chatting on Facebook messenger with people. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's good to have relationships with people who live a different, totally different life than you mm-hmm. because it can help expand your mind and how you're thinking. And, Oh, and then the other thing I didn't even say this, but I was living my travel nurse dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which is you know I love to travel and and I I know that I've been talking about how restless I am. It's not that I don't love nursing. I do love nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have been just restless, you know. But I still love nursing, so mm-hmm. I was able to be a nurse and, and teach some critical care nursing stuff, and also be in a foreign country and and push myself to go out of my comfort zone. So. That's amazing. I think that we should interview somebody. Oh, okay. You know, like yeah. next week or, you know, whenever they do arrive and talk to them about their experience here. Yeah, we should. We'll, we'll need, we'll probably would need, an, we might need an interpreter. But anyway, we'll talk so. deets. We'll talk okay. deets offline. Yeah. Um, Thank okay. you, Nicole. That's like so exciting. Yeah, it was really, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, it was a really great experience. Again, I was so honored to be chosen and to be a part of that. And um, yeah, uh, I think we should interview Leah. 
at some point. She's yes. she's a force to be reckoned with for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I think you guys. I think we're gonna do. Are we gonna do our little wrap up? Yeah. Um. Oh, I, we have a call to action. Yep. Ready? Mm-hmm. Ready for it? Yeah. Okay. Email us if you have an idea for us for an episode that you want us to do. Yeah. Or um, write in with something you did that was out of your comfort zone. Sorry, I just made out like read and- on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then a meltdown moment too. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, what interview, you know, topics and then something you did outside of your comfort zone, those things really inspire other people to do something different and, Mm -hmm. um, uncomfortable and then meltdown moments are just super funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Super funny. Yeah. Oh, and then we want to thank a couple people, uh, who wrote reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Marie and Becca. Thank you. And also Nick for leaving us a comment on our webpage. Yeah. And thanks for everybody on Facebook, everybody on Instagram, everybody who is like underground following us, helping us, promoting us. All of our friends. Yes. Family. Family. Yeah. Followers. Right. I'm like, Amy, Amity, Jenny, Melanie, Becca. Yeah. Uh, Damn it. Can't Man. name everybody. No, I know. But yeah. I know. And Rob and parents. Yes, our parents and everybody. Yeah. So um It's really fun. It's it's just like an imperfect little masterpiece. But we are figuring this out and we appreciate your support and love and kindness and yeah, share us if you feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> well we'll do it next next time we'll be doing an interview. Okay. All right. Bye. Okay, peace out. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Please follow us on Instagram at Meltdown City Podcast, or you can email us at MeltdownCityPodcast at gmail.com, or you can check us out on our website at MeltdownCityPodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.